This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I am Dax Holt. That is Adam Glenn. And we together are the Hollywood Raw Podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to start it. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. We're just going to go with you it. You are such like the Casey Kasem of like <laughs> entertainment news radio. It's so it, You're so good at it, dude. I'm not, yeah. Um, oh, how are you guys? Hope, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, usually every week, at least on our Wednesday episode, we usually have a guest on, and sometimes we like to switch it up and just Dax and I talk, and that's what we're going to do today. Is that right, Dax? Oh, well, you know what it is? It's because – so I am the one who is, like, letting people into our private Facebook page off the record, and I'm reading a lot of the times, like, what your favorite episode was or who you want on, and a lot of people seem to really like our episodes about our personal interactions with celebrities, like, either who's the biggest asshole, they love that episode, they love the ones of just – who we don't like or who we do like or, you know, what we've had throughout the years when it comes to celebs. And so I thought, why don't we do something a little different today? If they like these interactions, let's talk about the best interactions we've ever had with celebs because we've never really done that. We've mentioned it a couple times, sprinkled in, but we've never, like, actually done an episode where, like, let's talk about the coolest shit that has ever happened to us that involved a celebrity. Yeah. So So that is the plan for today. And Dax, I... You know, I'm actually curious to hear your list because Dax and I, again, we have not heard each other's list. We've, you know, we both met a, a good amount of people, a lot of people. And we just, you know, for obviously for this episode, we haven't shared our list with each other. So me and Dax are going to kind of go back and forth to see who, you know, just kind of compare our, our favorite celebrity interactions, our favorite celebrity kind of meetups with in a way i guess yeah. it's gonna be pretty and cool then we're gonna vote at the end who has a cooler <laughs> life and the other person gets killed so yeah it's, it's gonna be great it is great before we get to that uh <laughs> we are gonna read your reviews dax has a few ready for us dax do you have some reviews I got some reviews. This one comes from KBS7601. It says, fantastic show. This podcast brings me joy. They always have such positive energy that puts me in a good mood. They are such incredible interviewers as well. Highly recommend. Thank you, KBS. Appreciate it. And if I read this one, really sorry, guys. I'm trying to keep my shit together, and I'm not doing a good job. All right. Next next comes from Stephanie Fasik. Five stars. Love your shows, babe. Uh, I'm sorry. Love your show, babes. Uh, I'm in sales and I have to drive a lot. You make my long days enjoyable. I love your flow and format. You make an hour and a half drive feel like 30 minutes. I found you through Juicy Scoop. I don't follow many podcasts. Don't feel bad for me. I'm killing it right now. Thanks for keeping me entertained between my stressful appointments. And that comes from Stephanie Jenkins from Annapolis. That's nice. Thank Thank you. 
yeah, no, great, great post right there. Great review. And my last one comes from Ash Bump. Uh, five stars, one of the best overall podcasts. I found this podcast after listening to you on uh, Do You, and I'm officially obsessed. It's uh, such a great mix of everything, Hollywood gossip and all things. By far one of my top three. I listen to every single week. Thank you all. Love, Ashley Bumpka. Bump, Bumpus? Bumpus, I think you say. Bumpus, okay. Yes, thank you, Ashley. Uh, I'm Literally, I'm, I'm deleting out the ones that I've already read, but I feel like I keep running into every week the same ones pop back into my list, and I don't know how it's happening. So if I've already read those, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm doing my best here, okay? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you guys for the reviews. Again, that's the best thing you do to support this podcast is leave a review. Uh, a leave a review. All you got to do is go to iTunes or wherever you listen uh, to Apple. Go to Apple. You know, most of you guys are listening to an Apple. Go to Apple, the podcast app. Put in Hollywood Raw, go all the way to the bottom, and then there you can leave five stars, say a few kind words, and if you do that, we'll actually read your review live on air. And thank you to the guys that do that. Shout out to everyone in our private Facebook group off the record. You guys are awesome. And now, Dax, I'm going to tell you a story. Can we? I'm going to get right into it. Just do it. Go for it. Let me it. ask you, Dax, who was the first concert you ever saw? Dave Matthews. No. Was it? Yes, 100%. I saw Dave Matthews at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. That was my first concert, and everything has been shit after that. No, <laughs> uh, well, no, I get it. It's same thing. Dave Matthews is my first. Really? Con- is it a Jewish thing? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. Um, yeah, Dave Matthews Band was my first concert ever. I, I love Dave Matthews Band. It's just, I don't know how. How would you explain Dave Matthews Band to like the? Con- you know, everyone knows who they are, I mean, but we have to. I feel like no people knows know who they are, Matthews. but like, why is it that we love them so much? Because it's not like they're like. Know. You know why? Because it's so connected to our childhood I think like growing up I remember Dave Matthews just being huge like when I was in like middle school into high school like they were the band like Satellite god that was such a good jam you know like they just had hit after hit after hit and they were they were the band that you would want to see live in person like everyone talked about how great they were and so I think when it came to my first concert getting to see them it was like that was it yeah you know that was the coolest you could have gotten and if anyone's been to Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado, it is the best venue. It is outside. It's in this natural rock formation. The acoustics are incredible. So Dave there was just the end-all be-all. That's so cool. So again, well, my first concert was Dave Matthews Band, okay? To me, that was just, you know, that was like my Grateful Dead. You know, I started getting into them in high school, and I my first concert was in high school. And I went to go see them, and I was driving at the time. And I remember me and my buddies went, and everyone was like, Listen, they're all everyone's smoking pot. I was like, all right, I'll smoke pot. You know, everyone, you know, that's what you do at a Dave Matthews band concert. Well, you know, obviously over the years I got to go to a lot of concerts and you know, I've got like a few autographs from Dave, like on the streets of New York City. But one day I saw the violinist Boy Tinsley walking around Soho, mm-hmm. New York City. And to me, Boy Tinsley was the Richie Sambora, the slash, the you know, like that's the type of like musician I thought he was. To, like he was just he he was Keith Richards He's to me. Coolest dude. Yeah, he was he, he was the number two in the band, but to me he was just a very kind of a standout guy. He had a look that stood out, and I just loved the violin. I don't know, I just loved it. So anyway, he was walking around Soho, New York City, 
and this was years ago, and this is when I was back at uh, TMZ, um, I put the camera on Boyd, and I start to talk to him, and he was so happy that I was interviewing him, and I was interviewing him as a fan, and I was like, you know, what's your favorite song to do live, and you know, I just had this great conversation with him, he was so excited back to talk to me, because I don't think he was used to someone putting a camera on him, you know, I don't even know if mm-hmm. that many people, especially you know, paparazzi recognize him. So it was just like a cool thing for him. Cool thing for me. After we're done, I was like, Hey, can I get a photo with you? Absolutely. And then we start talking and he goes, Hey, listen, let, we exchange information and he goes, Hey, listen, never pay for a ticket again. Whenever you want to come to a show, reach out oh, no. to me. So I'm like, all right, uh, cool. Dude, that's like hitting the fucking gold mine, right? Dude, there. it gets better. So it's about 10 months later, the Dave Matthews band is doing a show in Brooklyn and I was like, you know what? I'm going to use my one pass thing. You know, like actually before that, the video I did with Boyd went on TV. It made, you know, got a lot of attention. I sent the video to Boyd. He's like, man, that's awesome. Again, that's when he sent me the message, never pay for a ticket again. Ten minutes later, Dave Matthews Band's playing in Brooklyn. I was like, all right, I'm going to use my golden ticket. I reach out to Boyd. And I go, hey, Boyd, I saw you guys in Brooklyn. And uh, any chance you got, uh, you know, you let me roll or let me kind of get extra pass? Writes me back, absolutely. You know, how many you want? I was like, I'm not going to be like crazy and last for like six or even four. Just 17. No big deal. Right? Just me and all of my friends. Yeah, just my, uh, yeah, just my bar mitzvah. We're going to re, re- <laughs> you know. So anyway, so it's just me and a girl I was dating at the time. And we go to the concert and we don't think anything of it. We get to the concert and we find out we have like access to like a pre-party before the show. So we go to like the pre-party before the show and it was like free booze, free food. And I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Dave Matthews Band, Barclays. I don't get hooked up like this stuff ever. And then we see the show and the show was awesome. We had a great seat on the side of the, like on the side and we were able to see the ticket, able to see them perfectly. And it was just a great show. Dave Matthews Band plays for two and a half hours. During the encore, the band's manager comes to get me, goes, hey, Boyd wants you to come on the tour bus. I'm like, what? Like, after the show, I'm like, what? Uh, okay. So, we, as, like, the band's fishing up, we kind of leave and go, like, backstage and go towards, like, the side of the stage. And then they're like, thank you, good night. Boyd, like, runs off stage. Ah, he's all sweaty. Adam, what's up, man? Come on, come on. Grabs me and, like, brings me to the tour bus, okay? We go into the tour bus, and there's actually some other people I knew. It was, like, a few people I knew on the tour bus. And there's a pizza there, and we wound up getting so high on the tour bus. Weed, <laughs> marijuana, not like heroin or any of the jokes. We just smoked a ton of pot on the tour bus, and it was great. Here I am at the Barclays Center. We smoked a ton of weed. And apparently, at the time, Boyd was like, hey, when people give him like joints from the stage, when they throw weed on the stage, like he smokes them. And um, That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, keep going. So we got really high, and then he goes, you know what? Let's do something crazy. I'm like, all right, let's do something crazy. He goes... Let's, he, he goes, where's my phone? He tweets out. He goes, hey, if you want to meet me right now, meet me at this. And he puts out a random corner in Brooklyn. And I'm like, are we, we going to do this? And he goes, yeah. So he tweets out some random corner in Brooklyn. We take the tour bus. Now I get driven out of the Barclays Center in the tour bus. Mm-hmm. We go to this random corner of Brooklyn. It's now a cold night in December at like 1231 in the morning. And there's like 300 people there. And I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. And I look at Boyd. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. I'm like, come on, Boyd. Let's go say hi. He goes, no, no, no. Let's get higher. I'm like, what? So we, <laughs> all right. So we smoke some more weed, like joints. We do this volcano thing. We get super high. We go on the bus. Boyd was so nice. Basically hugged everyone from the show. Like took photos with everyone. Hugged everyone. Was so great to everyone. We were there for like an hour and a half. And then he took me home in the tour bus. Dude. Dropped me off in the tour is, bus. 
That is amazing. Now, that's a damn good story. So that's the end of our episode because I can't beat that, <laughs> that one. That was like my almost famous moment, dude. Like that was, uh, <laughs> but the coolest part is, is like during like, so here's the, here's the shitty part. He's no longer in the band and um, he just had like a falling out. He's not in the band anymore, but like for years, every single time, like Dave Matthews played in the area. Like I went to the show, I brought my buddies with me. We got to go on the tour bus and hang out with Boyd. And from for me and my friends who like from middle class Jersey, like my friends who are not from this in this business and they get to go on their the guy's tour bus from a guy who's the Dave Matthews band. Our first concert ever was just like even from my friends, I could see through eye like how cool this moment was. And I mean, you know, I went to shows in Philly. I went to shows in L.A. I even got tickets for my my friends because he became such a close friend of mine for years. And then, uh, it just sucks. He's no longer in the band, but it was a great hookup for a little bit. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. Well, all right. So what that's do you, great right, what do you got? All right. So did I ever tell you the story behind how I like became friends with Ice tea and Coco? No. Okay. So what happened was this was back in the TMZ days. We were, uh, we were doing an episode of the show and someone was kind of pitching out the fact that Ice-T and Coco had a Tupperware party. This was like a long time ago. I think they were they were getting sponsored or like Tupperware's paying them a bunch of money to do like a Tupperware party, okay? And there was a bunch of photos from inside the event and videos. And of course, the, the newsroom just started ragging on them. Like, how could this rapper be like hawking Tupperware? This is so dumb. And I remember we had just gotten in a bunch of knives from Tupperware. Um, like my in my house personally and they were like these green knives and they were the best knives I'd ever like tried out and so I stood up for them I was like whoa 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 you guys may think it's dumb but like Tupperware's actually got some good products and literally that was the moment that changed everything for me sticking up for these people and next thing I know uh iced tea or I mean sorry Coco starts following me on Twitter and she like reaches out to me and says hey Thank you so much. We watched the we watched the TMZ episode and everyone just ragging on us about Tupperware and you were the one person who stood up, who defended us and who like like went to bat for us. And she goes, "I just really appreciate that." And literally that moment started this like friendship and then we started like, you know, tweeting back and forth and all this kind of stuff and I was, you know, pitching out nice stuff about them on the show every once in a while. Um but then I went to uh, New York, and I was out there. I met up with my buddy Nico when he was in town, and he was in town from Germany. And I was like, "Hey, you know, um, you know, what do we want to do?" And I'm tweeting, and Coco saw me post that I was in New York, and she was like, "Hey, let's go out to dinner." And I'm like, "Wow, oh, shit!" Like, that's cool. I'm like, seriously? And she's like, "Yeah, like, Ice and I want to take you out for dinner, like." You know, you've always been so good to us. Like, can we take you out? I was like, sure. She's like, all right, give us um, the name of your hotel and we'll swing by and pick you up. What? And of course, I'm, I was staying at like fucking, I don't know, Holiday Inn or Motel 6. Like, yeah, I would have ran, the, ran to the Ritz and just like pick me up from the Ritz. Yeah. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like, uh, we're staying at the uh, Holiday Inn on, you know. And, yeah. And they literally came to the Holiday Inn picked us up in there i think it was like um god what kind of car was it bentley rolls royce maybach no it was mercedes s-class no no 
I don't know. I, whatever. It was it was a really nice car. It was totally tricked out. Pitch black windows, beautiful interior, and it was literally ice driving us around the city, you know, chatting us oh up. My. They took us to this yeah, awesome restaurant yeah. right in Manhattan. Um, I have no idea what the name of the restaurant was. It was popular at the time. I remember walking and being like, oh, yeah, we've talked about this on the show. So they, as we're getting out of the car and walking, everyone is like, ice. Like, he's stopping and taking pictures every four seconds with everyone. Like, literally, he walks in the front door. The doorman knows him. Um, they were like, oh, thank you for coming, sir. We're going to take you to your table. They took us, like, to a special table in the back of the restaurant, and we just hung out for hours, having dinner, talking about life, talking about what we do. Um, they were meeting my buddy. It was the coolest night, and, of course, at the time, I didn't have, like, yeah, yeah. money to pay for this fancy-ass dinner, but, of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get this. Ice was like, absolutely not. We wow. are We are treating you to dinner, and... Got dinner. They drove us back to our hotel, our shitty hotel. <laughs> wow. But that then, okay, so that was kind of like the initial like friendship started. Then they were having their renewal of vows. Do you remember this? Yeah. They never had like a big wedding, and so they actually were getting married, and it was going to be part of their TV show, but they were getting married in L.A. They sent me an invite. Wow. Yeah. So... I get this invite. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm getting invited to Ice-T and Coco's wedding? Like, this is ridiculous. It was at the W, the W Hotel in LA. Like, the one, like the really popular one. I think yeah. it's on Hollywood and, like, Vine or something somewhere down there. But, yeah, we show up. And they had to, like, double check to make sure that you were supposed to be there. And Coco comes out. She's got, like, this, like wedding dress on that her boobs are exploding out of it she's like Dax and they come over she gives us hugs she got to meet Denise and then we walk in and inside the party is like Snoop Dogg and Flava Flav wow. and um, Bishop Don Juan and like everyone was in this place and it was it was crazy. I did not belong there whatsoever just because of like how cool everyone was and then it was just like weird TMZ guy but I had so much fun, and it was a wild night. And, of course, we then just remained friends, but that's kind of how it all went down. And I never thought I'd be at their wedding. Wow. Not in a, not a million years. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good story. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Then I'm going to go. I, have I don't a... remember what we bought them. Now that I think back, I'm like, I wonder what we bought them for their wedding. I don't, did you I have don't to give them a gift, or did they say, like, no gifts? N what you, I, I honestly, I can't even remember. I wish I could go back and find the invite. I, ha I have no idea where the hell it's at, though. Yeah. All right. I am going to go with uh, Jim Carrey. Um, Jim Carrey, who I am a huge fan of Jim Carrey. I mean, I don't know anybody who's not a fan of Jim Carrey. He's just, he's Jim Carrey, you know? And he's one of those guys to me when I first started the job doing this field. I didn't, like, I didn't think he wasn't on, like, my radar of someone who I was ever going to run into. You know, and one day it was a Friday night. It was rainy and I needed a shot. I got nobody all day and I needed to get someone. And I got a tip that Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos were at La Conde Verde. And I waited there. It's like 10 at night and it's raining. I just need a shot. I need someone on my camera just so it shows that I work today. And all of a sudden an SUV pulls up right next to me. And who gets out of the car? It's Jim Carrey and a girl and his bodyguard. And they see me with my camera and I didn't even do anything. I was like in awe. And the bodyguard like hurries up and brings him into the restaurant. I could see him through the window, but I didn't even like shoot them. And I was like, oh, there they are. 
And I was just like, wow. And um, I, I just couldn't believe it. I could see them eating inside the restaurant right next to Kelly and, and uh, Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos' table. But somehow they got done sooner than Kelly and Mark. And the bodyguard sees me waiting outside. And they, you know, he sees me with my camera. He basically brought out the girl first because he didn't want to bring them two out together because he didn't want them to be seen together, if that makes sense. And yeah, yeah. yeah, so what I did is I threw my camera in the bush and the, the bodyguard brings the girl out first and then Jim comes out and I have my camera high in the bush. I go, hey, Jim, can I get a photo with you? He goes, sorry, man, don't do photos. And he jumps in the car and I'm just like, oh, man, again, it's raining. It's a Friday night at 10 at night. And all of a sudden, I think like Jim obviously sees me by myself standing outside and Jim rolls down the window and goes, hey, man, I don't, I, I'm really not in the mood to take photos, but I do want to meet you. My name's Jim. I go, hey, Jim, my name's Adam. I'm a huge fan. I said, listen, I'm here. I'm, I'm a paparazzi at the time. I'm a TMZ at the time. I said, I just wanted to meet you. I, I'm sorry. I've been doing this job for a little bit, and I just never thought I'd ever run into you. And I just want to let you even know how much you mean to me and how much like you've impacted my life, my career. And like you. And he, I just basically kissed his ass. And then we, we just start talking. I'm like, I start talking comedy with him. I told him I'm a comic. And we just start talking for probably about 15, 20 minutes. And he's in the car. I'm outside. But like the girl's next to him. And he was as nice as can be, super cool, right? And then that summer, it was right before the summer, that summer, he moved into Perry Street. And on Perry Street, it was a beautiful street in the West Village. He had this art Wait, studio. Was this the one with the weird, like, garage yeah. door yeah. thing? So yeah, he lived in, a, yeah, actually, he lived in the same building as the Perry Street restaurant, the same building as two other big celebrities. I don't want to say which celebrities because I don't want to out where the celebrities live, but um, and then down the street, probably about like 200 yards down in a beautiful street, he had this garage that he rented and made into an art studio. And I'd yep. see Jim Carrey outside, inside painting. He'd play basketball on the street, ride bikes. And it became my summer of Jim Carrey. And we'd see each other all the time. I'd say hi to him. I'd stop. I'd talk to him. Like we were like, we were like neighborhood friends, stop, hang out all the time. We became like, not close, but like, what's up, Jim? Hey, how are you? Good to see you. How are you, Adam? What's going on? Who'd you get today? Like we would just kind of you know, hang out. I got to go in the art studio. He'd show me around. I mean, it was awesome. And then unfortunately moved out. But here's a funny story. So years later, Jim Carrey was staying at the Trump Soho in New York City. And at the time, the Jonas Brothers were staying there. And there's a few girls, probably about like 10 girls waiting outside for the Jonas Brothers. So there's an SUV right outside the door. And I'm hanging outside the door with the doorman. And you know, the doorman goes, oh, that car's for Jim Carrey. Now, I don't shoot Jim Carrey because A, he's not into him. B, like, I just don't, he's not into it. So I don't bother him, right? The girls are waiting outside. They think Joe, uh, one of the Jonas Brothers is about to run out. All of a sudden, Jim Carrey starts ro- walking out the door really quick. Goes to girls, Jim Jonas, nice to meet you. And he jumps in the car. <laughs> and the girls don't even know who he is. They're like, what, Jim Jonas? Who are And then he rolls down the window. He goes, I'm the, I'm the Jonas Brother nobody talks about. And he rolls the window back up and drives up. Me and the door guy were cracking up because it was Jim Carrey going Jim Carrey. And it was so funny. And the girls are so confused. But they're like, oh, my God. We have never, we got to see him go. Like, we got to see him. In- but, and none of that was on tape? It was no, it was just, just him. It was him just messing around, just having fun. Jeez. Oh. That, that would have been such a good video. Too. Dude, it would have been so good. It would have been so great. Oh, man. But I love, you know, it's, it's Jim Carrey. It's, God, can you imagine if we ever got an interview on here with Jim Carrey? Dude, I have so many questions. But I just want to, like, hang and just, like, what's it like? You know, like. He's right. just a genius. I love Jim Carrey. I think he's great. All right, Dax, what do you got? All right, so I've got another New York story for you. So do you remember when I went out for the Live with Kelly competition? I do. 
so this was right after leaving TMZ. Um, like a month later, I was flown out to New York by ABC because um, I had made it into the top five of the Live with Kelly competition. This was right after Strahan had left. They were looking for a co-host. Remember, Kelly was like rotating through different co-hosts all the time. And then it was like a, a competition um, and people voted me up. And so I got to go out there for the top five. And I'm on the plane. Well, actually, let me rewind. Here in L.A., I am standing next to someone in like the, the security line at the airport. And I'm looking. I'm like, is that him? I can't tell. Like he's got on a hat and big headphone, like clearly in sunglasses, like doesn't want to be recognized in the airport. And it was Sterling K. Brown. And this was right after the whole O.J. Simpson show. So he had just won like an Emmy for that. A Modern Family, or not Modern Family, I'm sorry. What the hell show is he on? Um, this Is Us. Uh, yeah. This, this Is Us was the biggest show on television. And he was just trying to keep it real cool, not looking up. Like I, I remember him like kind of like looking at his phone, hat, sunglasses, big headphones, like don't bother me. So I was like right behind him most of the, the way through the security line. I was like, okay, this is cool. I, I could tell it's him. We get on a plane, and as I'm walking through the plane, I'm like, oh, shit, there's Chrissy Metz. Oh, shit, there's Justin Hartley and Sterling K. Brown. So basically, the triplets from This Is Us all on my flight, right? We land in New York, and I don't know where they disappeared to. I didn't see them when we were getting off the plane. They were clearly in, like, first class. I was not. Um, and as we are getting to the baggage carousel, Chrissy and Justin Hartley are standing there waiting for their luggage, like right next to us. And I am a huge This Is Us fan. And I look over, I'm like, can I get a photo with you guys? And they were like, absolutely. The two of them sat there, started asking all these questions, having a great time. They found out that I was in town for this competition. Chrissy ends up following me on Instagram and rooting me on through this whole competition we are still friends on Instagram to this day over a baggage carousel. Like, how many people do you think come up to them on a regular basis wanting photos and they just come and go? And they, like, were so kind, so cool. I ran into Justin also at, like, an Emmy party a little bit later. He was awesome. These two were so wonderful, and I've kept in touch with at least Chrissy uh, numerous times over the years, but just dope dope people and i wanted to give them that recognition of how cool they truly were because they could have easily just been like yep photo move along with life and they actually took the time to like get to know me and ask me a bunch of questions and like hang out for a little bit it was yeah. really fun no that's really cool i've met them before and they're super nice people although everyone actually i'll say that of the cast who i met who was really nice was um chrissy Matz is super nice and um What's his name? Who you just mentioned? Justin Hartley. Very nice. Justin? And also, who's the other guy? Uh, the Italian guy. Sterling? No. I met him, but he was like, eh. He wasn't like that great. Milo? Milo. Milo. Very nice guy. Cool dude. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, I got Sterling, I have no idea where he went. He disappeared. Yeah, I never I, saw him after I got on the plane. He wasn't that cool, but it's I've met him before, but it's not like he wasn't that cool. It's his publicist is sort of like mm -hmm. not nice and kind of ruined the experience when I met him. So that shows it. Publicists be nice and that kind of reflects on it. But uh, he uh, wants some Chrissy is so, so nice. And so is Justin Harley. Just like very good people. Nice. You know cool. I, yeah. Like I think with Chrissy is 
she didn't like she didn't make it big in her career until later in her life and she went through a lot of stuff um if you ever have a second there's another podcast that i like to listen to it's called um we regret to reform inform you the rejection podcast and they did one about her and it's about people in hollywood and like all the crap that they went through to get to where they are at now and they did one on her and i mean just rejection after rejection after rejection before winding up on this is us because obviously her weight was a big factor a lot of people were like nope we don't you we're just you're just going to be like the fat funny girl and no one was, is going to take you serious you're never going to get a good role and then she got an amazing role and won an emmy and all of that stuff and um i think that she is very humble unlike yeah. other people who like become a star overnight and they don't have that humble side to them she does, and she's so cool and so wonderful. And yeah. I hope everyone can get a chance to meet her one day. So, actually, I have another airport story. I wasn't going to say this story, but this just reminded me. Okay. My brother's bachelor party, um, He, we were going to Vegas, okay? And I booked the wrong flight. And I booked a flight later than they did by accident. So, But we all took, went to the airport together, and my brother and his friends went to the bar I had to go to like the gate and try to see if I could go on an earlier flight. So as I'm at the gate, who do I see sitting on the ground? But it's Chris Martin of Coldplay. And he's sitting on the ground, not in a seat, but sitting on the ground. I'm like, and I don't like people either a don't recognize him or people aren't talking to him. And my brother and I know his ex roommate who's there love Coldplay, huge fans of Coldplay. So I went up to Chris. I go, listen, Chris, my brother and his friends, it's their bachelor party. Well, my brother's bachelor party. They're at the bar right now. I booked the wrong flight. Can you just do me a favor? When my brother gets over here, can you just act like you know me and just like be cool to me and just like say what's up to me? He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like he thinks it's fun. It's cool. So I'm like, you know, he goes back down, sits down. Later on, my brother and his, because I get on the flight, my brother and his friends come back up, like all rowdy. They have a few drinks in them. Yeah. And then I'm like, Chris comes up. Yo, Adam, what's up, mate? I'm like, hey, Chris, what's up? It's my brother, Sean. They're like, what the f-? Like, Chris Martin, you know, like they're so confused <laughs> and Chris was so cool and like hung out with us and talked to my brother and his friends for a while. And, you know, he was just going to Vegas by himself and we just bullshit. We actually, all of us wound up uh, boarding the plane last and uh, it was just, you know, I didn't get his phone number. We didn't exchange Twitter handles, but like we got to like hang out with him for a little bit and it was just like a really cool, inter- it made my brother's trip and like, again, it was just one of those things he went like out of his way to just make it a really fun thing. I think, I guess he knew that it was like a really um, like cool thing for us and really wanted to make it like special for us. And it was really cool. And then actually I saw him probably about a year ago and I reminded him the story. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he acted like he remembered, but he probably didn't. But then uh, he wanted to give me, he was like, here. And he gave me a button from his jacket and gave me a button. That's dope, dude. I love, love like when, I, I just like when celebrities are, dope like that like yeah. you run into some some celebs who are just a-holes or just not into the celebrity side of being famous and it's nice when you have that refreshing moment with a celebrity who is like oh they're just cool or they're like enjoying the the fame and it's it's not you know getting to their heads or they're or they enjoy the interactions with people yeah anyway. all right what you all got, right, got there one for yeah you. yeah so um this one was really fucking dope so okay there was a couple years ago i was doing um i was filming this show for uh the youtube channel hollywood pipeline and we were doing this kind of like sit down interviews with celebs and i got to interview tony hawk right 
big fan of Tony Hawk. Um, I was never a skater at all growing up. That was not my thing. I did not skate. I but Tony Hawk's a fucking legend. Legend, you know. Yeah. Everyone knows Tony Hawk. But you know his clothing line. Just he was everywhere throughout my whole childhood, and I get a, the moment to interview him. But not only am I interviewing him, I get invited to his house to interview him. So it's down kind of near San Diego. Um, we drive all the way down there. I'm with me and my buddy Mike, who is doing the camera for us. And um, and I get there, and we pull up, and it's like this. It's like a normal community, but then he's got like the gated house at the top of the community, right? So we pull up, and Tony is sitting outside, like on the driveway, waiting for us to show up, <laughs> like just against the wall, looking at his phone. Like Tony Hawk is fucking sitting here waiting for us to show up at his house. Like this is insane. So he like opens the gate. We come in, and just the nicest. Oh, do you guys want water? Let do you guys want a tour of the house? I'm like yes, yes, yes. All of the yeses I can I can possibly give you. So we tour his house, and it's just like photos galore. All this memorabilia everywhere. He's got a lot of friends that like are in the art world, so they'll send him different pieces of art that they've created. Um, but just a beautiful, very modern-looking home. Walks us out to his backyard. He's got this beautiful pool. The view is overlooking the ocean. Beyond the pool is, like, his own personal skate park out back. Um, we do the interview. He's unbelievable, just so friendly, so awesome. And then he's like, do you know how to skate? Let's go out in the backyard. I'm like, dude, I've literally never been on a skateboard in my entire life. No, I don't know how to skate. I'm going to teach you how to skate. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, this is really embarrassing that I have to like get on a skateboard for the first time in front of Tony Hawk in his own skate park. Um, but of course, I seized the moment. We we were like, you know, he's like, oh, I'll just do this. Like, didn't look at me like I'm an idiot because I didn't know how to skate. And he was like, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to let's let's pose for a photo that it's going to look like, you know, how to skate. And so he like he he had me like go up on this ledge and like lean back on the board so the board's coming up and then he's sitting behind me cheering me on and we take this (laughs) epic photo where it looks like i'm just grinding along the 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 edge of the pool and he's cheering me on and so that's awesome I, i i learned how to skate in tony hawk's backyard by tony hawk so that's cool. a pretty fucking dope moment in my life um and not only that we went to leave and he had just had his 50th birthday party where he had like a, a special custom-made deck uh you like a skateboard yeah for his party and he walks out and he had autographed it hey dax thanks so much and gave it to me so it's a tony hawk's signed deck that's so cool in my office that's so cool yeah that's really cool that's uh that's you gotta post that photo in the group if you still have that i'll, I'll, I'll do that I've yeah got, i was just thinking i've like got a couple photos i've got like the chrissy metz one i've got one with uh iced tea from her wedding where the boobs are hanging out so i'll definitely have to post some of these photos you so i'm gonna go with this one because since you mentioned tony hawk i'm gonna go with kelly slater kelly slater Ooh, is one of the good. best okay. surfers of all t- well he is the best surfer of all time he's actually probably one of the best athletes of all time when you look of like all the greatest sports athletes from like the sean whites to the michael jordan's to the tom brady's mm-hmm. kelly slater's up there i mean the guy is just such a legend he's almost 50 years old but he's also still competing with people 
that are 20 years old and like winning still. Like it's just crazy what he's done in the surf world. So I'm a huge fan of Kelly Slater. He also has this brand called Outer Known. And one day I'm outside the Bowery Hotel. I was with my buddy Lance. And we, Lance is also a huge surfing fan and a fan of Kelly Slater. We're waiting outside the Bowery Hotel and Kelly Slater comes out. And he was kind of like in a rush with his publicist going to an event. I'm like, Kelly. And he was super cool. He took a photo with both of us. And we start talking to him a little bit. But he was sort of like in a hurry to go to an event. I go, hey, Kelly, real quick. I said, and he goes, what's up? And I was like, uh, your brand? Love it. Way too expensive. And he looks to the girl, his publicist. See? And he goes, tell me more. He goes, I go, listen, I love this stuff. This is cool. This is cool. But you're overpricing it way too much. And I just start kind of not shitting on him, but shitting on him. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's too And he goes, you know what? What's your address? I give him my card. A week later, he sends me a bunch of clothes. And so cool. Two years later, not even, maybe a year later, we saw based on social media that Kelly Slater was staying at a hotel in Midtown. So me and my buddy Lance were like, dude, we got to go run to Kelly. That was our thing. We were just obsessed with Kelly. And like me and my friend Lance always love to hang out as we're waiting to, you know, we just, it was a good, good excuse to hang out. But hey, let's hang out while I'm working and hopefully we run into Kelly. As we're waiting outside because we knew where he was staying because of his social media where he posted. 20 minutes later, Kelly comes out with his bags. He's checking out of the hotel. And uh, I start to film him. I start to interview him. And I do this interview with him for like seven minutes. He's super cool. We do the interview. And then all of a sudden, he's like, uh, I put the camera down. He goes, what are you doing now? And I was like, I'm chilling. He goes, you want to come get a, like a, a juice with me, a smoothie with me? And we're like, look at my buddy Lance. I'm like, okay. I yes. left my car on <laughs> in Midtown. I left my car was on. I left it on and just kind of had it rolling. And because I was just, I couldn't like, hey, let me turn my car off. I went with, I went with, we went with Kelly. We went to go get juice and like, we just went and got like smoothies together. We walked back and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take like a, a car to the airport. I go. Kelly, I'll give you a ride. He goes, dude, don't worry about it. I'll, I'm just taking an Uber there. I was like, Kelly, no, I'm giving you a ride. He was like, okay, I don't drive a, I drive Who a paid Honda. Paid for the smoothies, by the way. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, for his? well, he, I wouldn't allow him to pay. Yeah, I basically did. I wouldn't allow. Listen, I was such a fan. I was like, Kelly, don't worry, I got it. Like my goals, hey, if I ever go to Hawaii, you know, you, you treat me like king. But anyway, he's in New York. I bought the mm-hmm. smoothies. But he comes back to his hotel and he's like, I got to go to the airport. I was like, so he winds up getting my car. My buddy Lance is in the back and Kelly's in the front seat with me. And we wound up having a great conversation and bonding. But we hit so much traffic that Kelly missed his flight. And I felt so bad. It wasn't my fault. There was just so much traffic. It was rush hour. And Kelly was so chill about it. He's like, dude, don't worry. I'll just book the next flight. Like he just, he's a surfer. Like he's like, he's just, and I guess he has so many points. He's like, yeah, I'll just take the next flight. It's fine. Like he's just like, he's just like uh, lives out of his backpack. Like it was just so like effortless to him. But we wound up like bonding so much that like we became like friends. And then like every time if I do like an Instagram live, like Kelly always jumps on my Instagram live and like we'll start commenting and it's like, oh shit. Like it's just we're, we just came buds where we like bond over UFC stuff and bond over just like comedy and just life and stuff. And I don't know. It's been really cool that like, yes, I, I'm a huge fan of them, but it, it turned into like a real friendship. So cool. You know, it's pretty awesome. So now we just need a Sean White story and complete the trifecta. Of I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I think between Tony Hawk and Kelly, you might have lost the audience a little bit. But here, I'm going to I'll give you one last story. I'm going to give you my one last story. Ready for this, Dax? OK, yep. Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. okay. You like Michelle Rodriguez? Wow, that's a blast from the past. Right. right? There. Michelle Rodriguez, you know, she's well, done she, a, on, she was on Lost. Lost, right? Fast and the Furious. Lost. 
Come on. Like, Fast and the Furious. She's yep. been around. I mean, she's part of the, she's a legend on Fast and the Furious. She's an interesting person. So one day, it was a Friday night. This was years ago. And I was outside on this bougie event. And there's a few random celebrities there. And there's autographers there. And Michelle Rodriguez came out like to smoke a cigarette. And the autographers start to like ask for photos and autographs. And I start to like interview her a little bit. And then me and her just start bullshitting a little bit. Like we start talking for a while outside the event. And then all of a sudden... Like she was like, all right, I need to get a car. She was trying to get like an Uber. She was trying, she couldn't get an Uber. She couldn't get a taxi. So I walked up to her. I was like, hey, Michelle, you know what? I'll give you a ride home. And she was like, really? All right, you give me a ride home. That's cool. I'll ride with you. And even like the security of the van was like, dude, I don't think you should ride home with this guy. <laughs> like, and I, listen, I wasn't gonna do anything wrong, but the security was like, I, excuse me, Miss Rodriguez, we don't uh, advise that we you don't ri- condone. We this. don't. We don't <laughs> advise you drive home with a paparazzi. You know, like she's like, no. And she, she might have had a few drinks. And she was like, no, nah, that's cool. It's cool. And then all of a sudden, this like rich dude comes out of nowhere and starts like hit on her a little bit, but not like strongly hit on her, but like starts to like, you know, kind of flaunt his stuff. And he's like, "Hey, listen, you know, I have a car service. If you want me and my car service could take you home." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm done. She's gonna go with the car service." She goes, "No, no, no. I'm gonna go with my friend over here." And I'm like, "What? She's going with me still?" And she like dips on going through like a nice Escalade to drive back home in my Honda Accord from like a nice event. <laughs> so like I take her home and like we're driving home and we're like blasting music or like we're singing and dancing. I'm like, oh, this is getting weird. This is kind of crazy. Me, Michelle Rodriguez. And then I just like let her off. Like I just like dropped her off. She's like, thank you. She gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And uh, I let her off like at her house, which is crazy. I'm just dropping off Michelle Rodriguez at her home. About That's six true. months later, I run into her. I'm like, Michelle, she's like, hey, Adam, how are you? And then she starts to talk. She's like, Adam's a nice guy. He gave me a ride home one day. And like, I'm like filming her as I talk to her. And her friends are like, what are you doing getting rides home from this guy? <laughs> and it was just like such a weird moment. But she was so cool and so chill and so nice. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that's a fun story. Yeah. I like that. You got All one? right. I got one last story for you. This one, I know I've, I've said moments of it on the podcast. And I think I even brought it up to the guest once when we had her but for people that haven't heard i think it's just a fun story because of the situation as a whole but my my run-in with kendra wilkinson (laughs) so this happened back in like oh seven i think is like the year um we uh we were covering the like big in 07 and i think it's 07 um award show that vh1 used to have you know where they'd like bring everyone out it was yeah. like the most popular people of the year and so we were backstage at that got to meet paris hilton that night and um what was the what was the girl's name that was on heroes um the blonde one uh, hayden panettiere yeah met hayden panettiere that night like just met so many cool people and then the after party was at the playboy mansion and so uh, I was with Mike Walters at the time and Chad. These are guys from TMZ, uh, if, you'd, if you don't know the names or whatever. Um, <laughs> and Mike had, like, crazy connections for, for this party. So if you've, if you've ever been to a party at the Playboy Mansion, which a lot of people obviously haven't, they what they used to do would you would have to park off site and then they would have all these shuttles that would bring you in because there was no parking in Beverly Hills. It's like literally the mansion is in the middle of a a community and you can't park along the streets. They don't want that. So they would just here you park at like the W and we'll send a car to come or we'll send a bus to come get you and you could trek in like it's a whole ordeal. And Mike had access to parking at the house, (laughs) which is Huge! It is a big deal to be able to drive onto the property, 
park right there <laughs> because that's only what like the big celebrities yeah. get to do. So I remember we were driving up the driveway, like looking at each other, like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. Like we got access to the Playboy Mansion and we were parking like around. If you remember, there's like a fountain in the middle by the front door. Like literally we parked like right up there. It was in, it was cool. So we go around back. Everyone's at this party. Paris is there. Snoop's there. Um, I, I don't even remember. There were so many people wandering around this thing. But I remember running into Kendra Wilkinson. And this was the time that she was actually living at the mansion. And she's out there. She had on like a, I think it was like a Chargers jersey or something. So she was totally not dressed up. Just kind of looked like she walked out of her bedroom and wanted to like check out what was happening at the party. And we end up dancing next to the pool. And like she's like dancing with me. We're having a great time. I end up taking a photo with her. Um, she pointed over to like where the grotto was. I went and checked out the grotto. But it was just a really cool night because being at the Playboy Mansion was already like historical for me. Running into one of Hef's girlfriends at the Playboy Mansion, her dancing with me, like it was just a very, very memorable night for me. And I remember I brought it up to her on uh, one of our episodes. And I don't think she could have given two fucks but for me it was a big night yeah <laughs> i had fun no that's awesome was, yeah it was a really cool it, when cool you experience yeah when you park though are you like nervous parking there because like it's just everyone's looking at you to see who pulls up or no because most people were already like in the back and i think the buses where they dropped him off wasn't right there so like we were parking mike's car and it was like next to all these other like fancy ass cars but like no one was really out there. I remember I even I took a photo right out front of the Playboy Mansion near the fountain, and there's no one out there. Yeah, it was, it was like we had access to a a spot that no one else could go. It was so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Anyway, and um, then I went in the grotto and got they they wouldn't let you take pictures inside the grotto. I remember that that being a big deal, and and it was cool. Uh, that's so, pretty cool. Those are our stories. I feel like I could tell you like a hundred more. Now that we're getting into it, I'm like, oh, this is fun. I, I've got like a Lisa Vanderpump one and Brian Austin Green one. I, I feel like I've got so many more that I want to tell, but we're kind of out of time for this week's episode. Yeah. So we may have to um, uh, do another episode like this down the road because this was cool. Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. I thank you guys for checking out. Listen to our uh, our shenanigans. Uh, make sure you check out our, our, our Instagram at Pod P-O-D. We're also on TikTok, Facebook. Um, we're on it all. Our shout out to our private Facebook group, Off the Record, where we kind of put some deets up there and uh, some stuff. It's just a really cool community where we kind of interact with you guys. You guys interact with each other, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Follow me at Adam Glynn. Follow Dax Holt at, at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next if time. You guys have, yeah, if you guys have a second, please head on over, leave us a review. It means the world to us. Um, it is the one way that we start to climb the ranks uh, on iTunes and on the charts. So please, 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 you know you hear us say it all the time. But if you haven't left one, we would really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, until next week. Bye. See ya. A Media Production.